Grimcast Manila is a podcast of creepy stories from around the metro. I'm your scaredy cat host, Antoinette, and I love a good ghost story. Welcome back, everyone. This week, we're talking to Misha, part-time pop culture writer, full-time ad guy, and sometime podcast host of Three Point Landing, a third world nerd show about movies, TV, and video games. Welcome to the show, Misha. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, jumping right into it. Go for it. What? started your interest in these kinds of weird, creepy, spooky stuff. How far back are we allowed to go and how much time do you have? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if you have memories starting from two years old, I'm down. No, but it's just, okay, okay, fine. I've always been interested in the weird, the supernatural, all that sort of thing from a young age. And this is exactly when I will start to date myself. It was because I grew up watching Ghostbusters. Which was awesome. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right? And not even like the movie. I started on the cartoons. Okay. I started okay. on the cartoons. And when I finally got to see one of the, the live action ones, it, it was the second one. And it scared the living daylights out of me and my brother with this painting that was alive and a bathtub that tried to eat a baby at some point. But it was scary, but of the kind that I couldn't look away from. It was like… <laughs> This is exciting. This is cool. And because those movies were built to make you laugh and scream at the same time. Yeah. I never forgot that. And to this day, like the scarier something is that's happening on screen. Because I watch a lot of movies, a lot of TV. The scarier something is on the screen, the more I'm enjoying it. I think that's the same reason I enjoy roller coasters. I like being scared in that respect. If that makes any sense. That being said… Do you believe in ghosts then? Um, yeah, I think I do. Why? Um, basically, I think that there's way too many things out there that happen or people have have reported or seen then then can just be explained by the 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 rules the rules of nature as we know them. I honestly believe that there has to be something else out there. Whether it's an afterlife or call it God or karma or whatever. I, mm-hmm. I honestly believe that there's another layer to this existence that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that means ghosts, then so be it. Right. So, I mean, it's more of like you just believe that there is something else and what that something else is. You don't know or you're just not sure of? Well, I haven't seen one for myself. Spoiler mm-hmm. warning. I haven't seen one for <laughs> myself, honestly. I've had a lot of strange things happen to me, but I've never actually seen for myself. I mean, I have friends with third eyes. I have people who have strange dreams that need interpreting and mm-hmm. somehow tell you what's going to happen. But for me personally, I think I am in the same boat as you in the scaredy cat camp. Like <laughs> if I actually saw one, I don't know what I would actually do. Mm-hmm. But um, I am endlessly fascinated by the thought that there could be. Okay. So you say that you've never actually like seen one, but what is the earliest thing you can remember of something creepy happening to you or something that this can't be explained by normal things? Okay. Um, my first encounters with um, strange and spooky things would have to be like when I was in school. I went to, I went to UP Manila for a couple of years and sometime after it was built, um, World War II hit and the Japanese used um, the College of Arts and Sciences in Manila on Padre Faura Street. Mm-hmm. They used it as um, 
one of their staging areas for their secret police. And apparently they would torture, they would kill people. Mm -hmm. And um, this went all the way through until the Battle of Manila. Mm -hmm. And every night, you know, when the light, when, when, when the sun goes down, it would always get a little bit ominous. And it wasn't just us, the students who were noticing it. Mm. Um, Every guard in that, on that campus has their own ghost stories and they would share them with us um, when we'd ask. Right. (laughs) It's sometimes even if we didn't ask. (laughs) Um, Some of the more popular ones were they see people roaming the halls at night um, at ungodly hours when there's not supposed to be anybody around. Mm -hmm. Which I hear happens in a lot of old buildings. Mm -hmm. And it's just something that the guards learn to live with. Mm -hmm. But one of the stories that the guards told that I I am not going to forget Involved one guy who was doing his rounds because they have to go around the campus, check that the rooms are all empty after hours and all that. And um, he entered this classroom and looking around, he didn't see anybody. Everyone had got home. And then he looks up and there hanging from the ceiling was just rows and rows and rows of people just hanging from the ceiling. So their feet were essentially dangling above his head and that Mm. freaked them out. That's crazy. It absolutely was, and these these are like since it was an it was an American era building, so I'm talking like really high ceilings, mm-hmm. like maybe like thirty feet high, mm-hmm. and yeah, there 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 were bodies hanging there, and um, apparently I don't know if they stopped doing their rounds after that or they just started doing them in pairs, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that 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 guy who was telling us was so shell shocked. I mean, mm-hmm. that nobody wanted to call him a liar or say that he made right. it up. And it had happened to him like a couple of years prior. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know why he was still there. I guess he really needed <laughs> I mean, to work. <laughs> sure. So, I mean, do you, so do you know what happened to that guy afterwards? Did he like just hightail it out of there or turn on some lights and then they all disappear? I don't know, man. Um, I don't know if he actually went back to that room that night. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would assume not. I hope not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, the majority of my early experiences were based on what other people shared with me. Mm-hmm. Um, another one was when I moved to UP Diliman mm-hmm. in Quezon City, the mom of a friend of mine was excited to hear about it because that's where she went to school. Okay. And she was happy for me. And she said, oh, okay, it's going to be an easier commute. Mm. And then she's like, but watch out for the College of, Ed- college of Education. I'm like, why? why? What, what's what's wrong with that? What's wrong with the College of Education? I mean, it sounds like such a harmless place. Okay. Okay. It turns out the College of Education is one of the oldest buildings on campus. It's and this grand old building with big staircases. Same thing as UP Manila, high ceilings. Sure. Um, old colonial style. And apparently one time, my friend's mom, she was late for class. And... She just ran up the stairs because her class was on the top floor. And she made it to the fourth floor only to realize that there's that that the College of Education doesn't have a fourth floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my. Okay. What happened? She ran back down to the third because she was so scared. She was like, wait, what just happened? And she ran back downstairs and she looked for a friend. Okay. To, and she wanted that friend to go back with her. Dude, there's a fourth floor. <laughs> there was never a fourth floor before. You have to see this. Like, I found Narnia. Uh-huh. You have to come with me. Pretty much. Pretty much. And when they went back, the staircase wasn't there anymore. What? <laughs> okay. Okay. And she was sure that she went back to the right place and everything. Absolutely. All of that. Absolutely. And to this day, 
she is still she still shudders when she thinks of what could have happened to her if she didn't go back down to the third floor. Like, could that have been like some completely parallel? Did it used to have a fourth floor? No, no. It's pretty much the way it was when it was built. What? So nothing was um, demolished or like torn down? Nope. I mean, the College of Education, you know, the alumni aren't as well off as the guys across the street, the College of Law. So it hasn't had as many renovations or upgrades over the years. No uh, very uh, generous patrons who've done well. But honestly, if you really want to hear some good ghost stories, you should talk to the security guards and the janitors of these old places because they they have so many. (laughs) Do I mean, I'm sure they would be ghost stories, but also do I want to? <laughs> what if what if I have like a like a mobile podcast set up and like do it there? <laughs> uh, these are great ideas, but like I don't want to do that. It'd be like um it'll be like one of those found footage movies if you document it. This is this is the this is the part of the movie thinking these ideas like you see the basement door. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know it's going to make for a good story down the basement door, but that's also where you die. <laughs> it's like, why would you go down there alone? Yeah. And then they find the dumbest reasons. Oh, we need ice. <laughs> I'm really glad basements aren't a thing here. Yeah. Sorry, tangent. Come back. Okay. 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 Going back to your um, stories about the UB Manila area. I also went to school in that area. Okay. And... The stories are so similar up and down Taft Mm-mm. Avenue. And I think it's really because of the history of that place. I'm sure at one point in time in your stay in UP Manila went to Robinson's. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, even in broad daylight, before the renovation and now it looks all swanky and nice. Good right. for you guys. But before… When they added the new wing. Yeah. Before when it was, you know… I mean, it wasn't an old decrepit mall. It was quite nice. But you go inside… And even in broad daylight, you're not exactly at ease. I don't remember a lot of that. What I do remember was, maybe I just didn't experience it for myself. Mm -hmm. But I used to spend ridiculous amounts of time in that mall. Because sometimes (laughs) I would have eight or nine hour breaks in between classes. Uh And there would be some days where we had just completely run out of movies to watch. Because we'd seen everything. Really? We'd already seen everything. Okay, but like I would never want to watch a movie there just because it's like you're entering a pitch black room. Well, now that you put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's like I just never felt super at ease, especially like around dark corners and stuff. But like I I did go to school, like I did grade school, college, grade school, high school and college on Taft Avenue in schools that are reportedly very, very haunted. Okay. Okay. And the the stories are similar. It harkens back to that time where there was a lot of violence and unrest and maybe and a lot of blood shed. So it kind of makes you think like of the echoes that these really traumatic events leave on like even such a large like expanse as that. Absolutely. And especially if we're talking about things like, you know, like the Battle of Manila where something like what between two and four hundred thousand people died. Yeah. When the Japanese were just murdering everything on their way out and the right. Americans were just bombing everything on their way in because right. they couldn't be bothered to, to, do, to do a ground war. And um, and all the people who who died, like in, in, in La Salle, for example. Yeah, exactly. 
and and those things those i mean those things are not stories those are real with like plaques and everything yeah to commemorate those people who had passed and that's all over sainsko as well and i don't know it's like you just with all the stories of like you know a nun floating around where she shouldn't be or like there shouldn't be anyone or like i don't like nuns they're generally nice people when they're alive do they have feet we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> I mean, next time I see a nun, I will check for you. <laughs> I'm just like, excuse me, Paul. Uh, sister, can I see your feet? Why? <laughs> you don't want to know. No, but but have, have you? did you see anything when you were in these schools? Weird stuff has happened. Very weird stuff has happened. And sometimes in the middle of the daylight. I, I mean, sorry. And sometimes in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one particular story where it was exams. Right. And all the seniors are on the top floor taking their exams earlier than all the other levels. Because we're graduating and we need time for graduation practice. Okay. And we're all on one floor, at the top floor of the high school building, and taking our exams quite quietly and just doing our work. Our teacher proctor is in the front waiting for us, generally guarding that nobody's cheating or whatever. Heaven forbid. <laughs> and we hear screams outside okay. down the hallway. Right. And actually, like my professor, my teacher at the time, she was like, What are these kids doing? Don't they have a teacher? Why are they making so much noise? So what had had popped into her head was there are unsupervised students. I don't like where this is going. Or there are students disrespecting a teacher's authority. Mm-hmm. So she was like, she went to go check on it. Like, y'all just stay there. And she went to go check on it. And it was coming from the end of the hallway. Right. So she goes all huffing and puffing. And when she gets there, because the doors have like that small, like rectangular window that mm-hmm. you can see in the room. Mm-hmm. And in front of the classroom is a platform right. for teachers where the blackboard is. And she looks inside and all the students are up front, all squeezed together on the f- platform, freaking out. Okay. And she looks inside and she sees the teacher of that class fainted on the floor. Some girls trying to tend to her. All right. And she's just like, what's happening? She opens the door. And the moment she opens the door, it's like all those kids, it's like the first time they realize that they could go out the door. And so they all rush out, still freaking out, still screaming. She's like, what's happening? What's happening? And eventually when, I don't know, maybe one of them calms down or they, the teacher that fainted comes too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She eventually gets the story that they were all taking their exams as well. Because okay. it's like the whole floor. Okay. Quietly taking their exams. And she hears, they all start hearing someone sobbing very, very... Very faintly from the back of the room. Okay. And it's very faint and it's like sobbing. like, And then it gets progressively louder and louder. And so like students are starting to get bothered being like, what's that? Who's that? And nobody's crying. And then it just like gets louder and as if it's enveloping the whole room. Okay. And they all rush to the front. The teacher is so scared she faints or something. And it's like it's wails at this point and they're freaking out. And I guess they were in, in fear. Nobody thought to break rank. Because right. it's like, let's all just be safe together. Right, right. Safety in numbers. Right. And it was the only time, the only time that my teacher had opened the door. That's when they were like, all right, we can go. Run. And that was the story that came, got to us. 
a while later because we actually didn't know what happened. Right. And Your teacher just left. Yeah. Well, we didn't know what happened even afterwards when she came back. Because mm-hmm. she was like, finish your exam. Don't worry. Priorities. Right. Your education is paramount. <laughs> when we had all left at the end of the day, you know, everybody's exiting their classes. Since it was the last classroom down the hall, there were chairs, mm-hmm. like, like those high school chairs, right, right. lined up blocking the last classroom. So you can't even get past that row of Got chairs it. to get to go into a door. Got it. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, all right, cool. Maybe there was an accident or like something's not safe in the room, like fell through a floor or something. I don't know, structural. And we leave. And eventually we hear the next, the next week and couple of weeks succeeding that barricade stays there. And at the end of every day, we notice the teacher is going up to that room with the nuns, with candles and prayer books, like praying in that room. That's messed up. And eventually we find out what had actually happened because, I mean, the students there would tell some friends right. and some friends would tell the other friends. Right, right. We find out what happened and that why the teachers were doing that and why we shouldn't go there. So it's like, it's one thing to have a story. Mm-hmm told to you about something scary happening in your school it's another thing to see evidence that supports what happened because why would they put up a barricade why would they go and pray in that room for like a week two weeks after what happened to that room eventually it was reopened and it was like nothing happened because no teacher gave an official like corroboration and but it's like it kind of also nobody needed it for it to be validated because everybody knew. Because everybody like figured that, yep, that happened. We don't doubt it happened. Like, say, I think at one point we had seen a, seen a priest go with them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to pray in that room. We all, I mean, we don't know the backstory. We don't know why a spirit or entity was freaking out and crying in the middle of the day. And that's so not normal. Maybe they had to take summer classes. Maybe, man. I don't know. Um, There is a tangent story Mm -hmm. to that. Go for it. Because that row of classrooms is like the side of the building. And then from those windows, you see the field. Right. Which is where graduation is held. Mm -hmm. And every graduation, there's like this urban legend that the windows of that classroom and that one classroom only, one window is open. Because there's like this story that... A student wasn't allowed to graduate and unfortunately killed herself from that window by jumping to her death. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. That sounds like a bit of a tall tale. We have variations of that. I mean, every school has mm -hmm. variations of that. However it happened, it's said that um, because she wasn't able to graduate every graduation, it's like she's looking at the crowd graduating from that window because it's like, you know, all that, that's what I wasn't able to do. That's depressing. It is quite depressing, actually. And the thing is, that's the room where that happened. Damn. I mean, I don't actually remember. I, I remember checking during my graduation to see if that window was open. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what I saw. I'm glad I don't remember. Check the pictures. Nobody's going to take a picture of the building. <laughs> okay, okay. But anyway, yeah. We've gone off tangent. These no. are supposed to be about your no, story. No, school is a scary place in any context. <laughs> in any context. 
But I mean, moving on from school, did you have any other weird or creepy things happen to you after you left school or? Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, for that, I actually had some personal encounters. Hmm. After I graduated, I went into publishing. And in my first publishing job, we were on the 25th floor of this building in Ortigas. It's the Tech Type building. It's, hmm. a, it's an old building. Um, stock exchanges downstairs. Hmm. Basically, it's seen better days. Sure. It's a little bit run down in some places, um, you know, that weren't involved with the stock exchange. <laughs> uh, namely, the offices upstairs. Okay. Uh, we would work long hours. We would work until 2, 3, 4 in the morning trying to get our magazine done in time for deadline. Uh-huh. And one way or another, hook or by crook, we had to finish it by a certain time every month if we wanted to make our print date. And... Um, at some point um, around in my second year, we would start getting phone calls in the middle of the night. Uh-huh. We would start getting phone calls after 10, after 11, after midnight. And it would always be this little girl. It would uh-huh. always be this little girl. And she only ever wanted one thing. Okay. She would always ask us where her mommy was because they were supposed to play. Mommy said, we're going to play. She would say it in Filipino. She would say, Nandiyan ba si mommy? Sabi niya kasi maglalaro kami. San si mommy? And that's all she ever wanted. She just wanted to find her mommy. Uh-huh. And at first we thought, you know, we're just being pranked. So uh-huh. we thought nothing of it. We were like, go to bed, kid. It's late. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, why, why are you making phone calls? Uh-huh. If I find your mom, I'm going to tell her that mm. you're on the phone. <laughs> so we thought nothing of it until we were looking at expanding the office to the unit next door. And that unit already had a phone line. Okay. And when we started using that that second unit for meetings, for meetings, um, before officially taking it on as our office, I think they just they were just letting us use it. Mm-hmm. We started getting the calls there too, and it was a different number. It was like a, different, a number. different number. Nobody knew the number. I mean, even we didn't know the number, and we worked there. <laughs> right. And this little girl was still calling, looking for her mommy. It's like she knew where we would be, and at some point, we all just agreed amongst ourselves, the editorial team. Okay, yeah, after ten o'clock, nobody picks up the phone because it just got to be too much. Right. So there was one time. So the phone was ringing and ringing and ringing. And I was trying to get something done. And I was just so upset. Right. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I don't care. I don't care if I'm talking to a ghost. I picked up the phone. And I I gave this dead kid a piece of my mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, stop calling. We don't know where your mother is. We've been telling you. We've been telling you for like six months now. We don't know where your mother six is. Six months. Leave us alone. Okay. Right. Leave us alone. We're working. And I just slammed the phone down. And then a couple of minutes later, my creative director gets a text. And he says, oh, that, that was for me. This time it was for me. It turned out his his family was trying to get in touch with him to ask him what time he was coming home oh no but at that point so many different people had experienced the same thing yes yes so he didn't blame me really but he said i had to apologize to his wife and it was his wife (laughs) yes good job (laughs) right but so i mean i i assume that the first time somebody had picked up the phone and it was that situation they had actually tried to talk yeah, uh, yeah. Um, they would ask, hey, anyone, is your kid, um, anyone here? I mean, there weren't 
we were a bunch of young guys. Only like two people had kids at all. Yeah. So it was easy to narrow it down that it wasn't any one of us. Mm-hmm. So we're like, what number are you trying to call? Um, what's the name of your mom? Maybe what company does she work for? Sure. But we never get an answer. You never she get an answer. She would just repeat answer. the question. She would just repeat the question. Right. So it's like, as soon as you try to ask something, let's say off script, mm-hmm. it would go back to, where's my mom? I mm-hmm. we're gonna We're supposed to play. Yes. Yes, it did. So there was never anything else said aside from that. No. And we figure as far as unfinished business goes, I mean, could be worse. I mean, could be worse. You know, she just wanted to play. But not knowing your mom is kind of, it's kind of rough. That's true. What, 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 did you know what that office was before? Um, as far as we could tell, a cockroach colony. But <laughs> <laughs> Right. Fair uh, enough. But no, no, we never, we never asked. We hmm. never asked. But we did, we would ask the guards. And they, the guards would, they actually affirmed us. They said, yeah, just don't answer the phone. Because apparently the guards would also see things. I don't know. Um, there's something with guards. <laughs> I think because they spend long hours in, you know, in the middle of the night walking around empty buildings. Sure. But yeah, they, they, they said that just, weird, weird things always happen in that building. So they knew about those phone calls. Not specifically the phone calls, but they, they had other things. <laughs> that they, they, right. they would see people walking around in the middle of the night or they would hear things or doors would open on their own. So it's like, that's baby stuff, man. Just don't, just ignore it. You'll yep. be fine. Yep. Yep. Like, okay. So something was up in that space and you just all, the way you dealt with this was just not answer the phone. Right. And it would just keep happening. Pretty and- much. Yeah. So at some point, I think... After business hours, we would just disconnect the damn thing. Good choice. <laughs> it was just easier. You know, we had a job to do. So let's just keep doing it and um, come with me. And I mean, cell phones existed at the time, right? Yes. Yes, they did. So I'm, y'all were very reachable, I'm sure. <laughs> but I mean, seriously, I mean, it seems like something was off with the space. Did anything else ever happen there? Or were there other things that would happen? Um, not in that space, not anymore, because after that we moved, we moved out of the building. Okay. Um, but at my next publishing job, that's where things got, um, that, that's where things, um, of a more physical nature happened. Mm -hmm. Um, long story short, my assistant at the time, um, in the second job, she had, uh, her third eye, Mm -hmm. her third eye was open. So she could regularly see, she could regularly see things. Mm Mm-hmm. And sometimes we'd be working, we'd be in a meeting or whatever, and then she would just start staring at the corner and not talking. In a not space out way? hmm She'd just be like looking, like she was watching something. Okay. Or sometimes she would, be, she would laugh because they would actually tell her things. In a meeting? Uh-huh. What? Yeah. So I made a deal with her. I don't want to hear about it. Mm-hmm. Unless something bad is going to happen. Unless, you know, it's going to be bad for us if we don't listen to you. Mm-hmm. Don't tell us. Because we don't need to know. Because mm-hmm. some of the people in the office might be, you know, uh, uh, sensitive to this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Or not want to hear it. Right. So we told her, just don't tell us, please. Okay, just don't tell us if it's not important or if it's not life-threatening or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there would be times when there would there would be legitimate times when um we'd be working on our deadline until into the wee hours and she would stand up from her place and invite everyone to go downstairs and smoke and the weird thing is 
she didn't smoke. That was just her code for, we got to go downstairs. We got to get out of here now. Right. Mm-hmm. And that happened a couple of times. And I will not forget that because one time we were all, okay. So we'd all, we were all downstairs. We we're in the parking lot because the office was on the second floor. The office was on the second floor. And, and this was one of those times where she was like, guys, we need to go smoke. Mm-hmm. So, okay. What's today's smoke break about? Why, mm-hmm. why are we down here? What did you see? Mm-hmm. And then she said that, um, I'll tell you later, just don't look up. Just don't look at the windows of the office because the office is on the second floor. And I was like, why? Why can we not look at the windows? And she's like, because they're looking down at us. They? They. Mm, plural? <laughs> it was bad enough when it was just one thing in the office. But now we had a whole bunch of them. In her words, and they're all very fascinated with you guys. Very fast. So they were intrigued, but not like dangerous. Well, she felt that they were dangerous. Otherwise, she wouldn't have had us come down. If it was something benevolent, she generally didn't raise the alarm. Mm. Like our most constant companions in the office apparently were um, children playing. Right. uh, And um, a young girl in her 20s wearing a white dress. Like Mm -hmm. an old school gala uniform from Mm -hmm. a private school. Mm -hmm. And... Um, she said that this girl was looking for someone. And it turned out, um, doing a little bit of digging or whatever, uh, we found out that the area where the office was located used to be like a liquor depot during the Spanish era. That's where they had warehouses of wine and, okay. and whatnot. And she said that the girl's old school outfit looked like it could have come from that time period, but she wasn't sure. All she knew for sure was this girl was looking for someone. And for a while, they, uh, this girl would show herself to my assistant um, at one, one or two points, even appearing in her dreams. Like she was trying to tell her something that she wanted her to deliver a message somewhere. Hmm. I remember this because she was so shaken up by it mm-hmm. that she told me, and I said, so what was the message? And she couldn't remember. Mm. And well, and she's like, where, where, so do you even know who you're supposed to deliver it to? I, I think she had a name. I, I honestly think she had a name. Uh, I don't remember what it was. But um, she said that this person has something very important to tell this name. And we never entirely found out what it was. Well, so much for that. Like she can't remember what the message was or who to deliver it to. Mm-hmm. I don't think this like dream infiltration was very well done. But the thing is, she said spirits talk to her all the time. Mm-hmm. But what she didn't want to do was talk back because it doesn't always go well. What this, okay. Because when they know na they will not leave you alone, apparently. So, you know, she, she desperately tried not to talk back or not to engage them. She yeah. would nod or she would look in their direction. She would giggle sometimes when they're making faces while we're trying to do our, our work. <laughs> I really hope those were just like funny faces. But she would never like engage them in conversation because she right. said that years ago, somebody told her, don't do that. Right. General bad idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. And later on, um, I don't know if it was still the kids or if it was the girl, um, but her favorite spot was like a corner of our conference room. Your assistant's favorite spot? No, no, no. The 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 dead the dead girl. Right. One of her favorite spots was a corner of our conference room, 
And generally, she would just watch us working through the night. But other times, and our assistant was never clear on whether it was her or the children that she would also see, um, things would happen in the office. Mm -hmm. Appliances would turn on. Mm -hmm. Things would fall off shelves. Or um, um, lights would flicker. Mm-hmm. But and or chairs, uh, you know, like a, a swivel chair would start spinning in place by itself. Mm-hmm. And one time, all of these incidents happened within a short time of each other, to the point that we called up our head of marketing and told her that we were coming to her house and we were going to finish the magazine there. So we packed up all of our laptops and two iMacs and we <laughs> drove all the way to Alabang <laughs> from Pasong Tamo in the middle of the night. To get our work done. And our head of marketing thought it was funny as hell. Mm-hmm. Her husband, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> but we were all, we were all sh- shaken up. Mm. Invisibly so, apparently. Because we, we, we couldn't, we just like, this is too much. Mm-hmm. We can't work here if these things aren't going to leave us alone. Right. But I do admire the dedication to the work. Because even if you're freaking out, you're still like... <laughs> We need to find a way to get this done. Hey, priorities, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Never let a ghost stand in the way of your goals. Absolutely. (laughs) But yeah, she and this assistant, she was just so incredibly consistent because people who didn't know that she could see things and Mm. didn't know that things were happening in the office Mm -hmm. would corroborate her stories um, before they even heard any of it from any of us. So I guess like new people mm-hmm. to join the team. Yeah, would... we had a creative director. Um, he had to do OT in his first two days. Mm-hmm. And, as you do. As you do. And he said, he asked us, is like, has anyone ever seen any kids here before? They're like, what are you talking about? Like, he's like, ghosts or something like that. I'm like, what do you mean? Why? Did you see something? And he said that, um, he thought he caught a glimpse of a kid in the mirror in the bathroom okay. because three walls of our bathroom were made of mirrors. Fa- fabulous. <laughs> he said he thought he saw a kid and then he thought he saw a kid again when he was doing layouts at his desk. Like just at his elbow, just out of his field of vision, he was completely convinced that there was a child there watching him. But when he'd turn around, there'd be nothing there. It seems like throughout these stories, though, it's it's just like they're fascinated with you. Mm-hmm. Like they're all just trying to watch and see what you're doing. Right, right. But I'm also wondering, like, be that as it may, fine, they're just innocent um, spirits or elementals or whatever, what have you. What kind of trauma could have happened to them that would have left a psychic imprint that they right. wouldn't be able to leave? So you can't help thinking these kids, they probably don't even know they're dead. They're just running around playing for all eternity without a care. They don't, they don't even know they're gone. This is a different office from the phone call I want to play. It is. It is. Huh. There is that like um, theory or school of thought, if you will, of how ghosts or spirits that are stuck kind of are in this loop. Mm -hmm. And that loop is kind of like their loop forever. Right. That makes sense. Which kind of, I mean, it makes sense with the whole, they, they're just playing for all eternity or mm-hmm. that girl is looking for, you know, something and just searching all over the place or that girl who keeps calling and looking for her mom. It's like, they're, right. they're like in this one loop of forever doing that same thing. Mm-hmm. And that's depressing. It kind of is. But maybe it's not so bad if you don't know that you're doing it over and over again. Mm. Or maybe that's the whole point of it. 
That's the whole point of whatever purgatory they're in. Maybe. I mean, I think I've heard this um, called as an echo. Okay. It's like an echo of that point in time, that major event, that point of trauma mm-hmm. it's like it leaves echoes and when you when something echoes it's still the same thing mm-hmm. over and over again so i don't know but okay just just to be clear right i mean yes i evacuated the office <laughs> when we thought we were under attack by ghosts right but and i mentioned earlier that i do like the thrill of mm-hmm. it all the adrenaline that comes with being frightened and all that mm. but I am not a fan of things that I don't know. Right. I'm not a fan of like things I can't um, entirely explain. Okay. I mean like it's different if you tell me that there's an axe wielding maniac in the next room. Because at least that I would have some idea how to deal with that. But how do you deal? You, you would? That's <laughs> useful information. I'm, I'll be sure to have you around. <laughs> But but seriously, I mean, um, what do you do if it's something that you have absolutely no control over? Right. Like if something comes through the wall, right? <laughs> or, How do you deal with that? <laughs> or somebody comes out of the TV, you know? Ah, with completely wet hair, offer her a towel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I, I, what would normally get me through... Um, you know how it is when like, you're in the dark, you're in a new place, you start seeing things? Mm, no, but go on. No, not where you start. I mean, because you're not familiar. Like, you know how you can walk through your entire house with all the lights out because you know where everything is? Yes. But when you're in a new place, you're still getting used to it. You know, you don't know what's going to jump out of the dark at you. Right. Okay. Because it's completely unfamiliar. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, sometimes I like to tell myself that, you know, there's nothing there that wasn't there when the lights were on. Or, you know, you can resort to prayer if that's your thing. Mm-hmm. Or another school of thought, which I find also works for me on occasion, is I figure, I go back to all those old Ghostbusters cartoons. Because, because, because I figure, you know, if in a sane and rational world, the supernatural doesn't exist, the second that they start existing, all that old Ghostbusters crap at home that I have must start working now and I'm going to go get it. Just grab that <laughs> ectoplasmic right? something, whatever it's called, and suck them up. I figured that stuff will work now. If ever that I'm <laughs> faced enough. with an actual ghost. Fair enough. Well, that in prayer. Fine. Okay, mom. Yes, prayer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mom. But yeah, I, I, get, I get what you mean. It's like when those things do happen to me and I feel like the familiar terror that starts to rise up. Mm-hmm. It's like, I go through this weird thing where I just reevaluate the urgency of needs. Right, right. Like if it's if it's I'm supposed to go into the office to get something in the dead of the night. Mm-hmm. How much do I really need that thing to be done? <laughs> and if I don't do it, how much trouble will I be in? And can I handle that trouble that, versus going into a completely unsafe situation? Right. That happened to me once. Um, I went back to the office. Um, that second one I was telling you about. The one with the girl and the children. Right. I had to get something from the office. I went upstairs. I didn't even bother turning the lights on. Because again, I knew my way around already. Yeah. You know? And there was enough light coming in from the street lights outside. Through the windows. 
then I could find my way. My desk was all the way at the back from the entrance. So I've, I have to cross the entire office to get mm. to it. Is it like one of those open floor plans? Or yes, something? it is. Okay. Yes, it was. And so I walked all the way to the end. I got the stuff from my desk and I was on my way out when I saw one of the chairs was just spinning on its own. Great. <laughs> I like, no, I can't deal with this right now. <laughs> I just ran out of there. Like, do you quickly? Like, it was like, it seemed like it was spun around with force? Or it was, was like it- somebody had turned it around to face me. Somebody was sitting in the chair and they turned their, they swiveled their chair. Like, you know, um, what bad guys do when the good guy comes into their base? <laughs> it's like, I've been expecting you. That's exactly what it looked like. So when it, when it was pointing towards you, it stopped? Yes. On its own. Great. <laughs> That's great. That is really not. You weren't there. <laughs> I mean that in a very sarcastic way. <laughs> you weren't there. And did you just like grab your thing and like hightail out of there? Pretty much. Yes. Did it happen again? Um, did it happen to other people? Um, was the guard like, sir, what is in you? Well, what happened to other people was the more boring stuff. Like a stereo would start in the middle of the night and then turn itself off. Right. Just checking to see what's on. <laughs> or things falling off of shelves, that kind of thing. Okay. I mean, you could argue that those could be explained. Sure. Ish. <laughs> but I cannot explain chairs swiveling around and stopping mm-hmm. as it faced you. Yeah. I was not in the mood to have a conversation with the undead. I've been expecting you. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe maybe what you said earlier about leaving an echo behind. Maybe that comes with working in a high stress environment. Maybe. Maybe, maybe because of, I don't want to say the negative vibes that we put out when we're working <laughs> long hours. Maybe it invites that kind of thing. Maybe. Because I, we, there are other stories in our... Like even in our in my current office, right? Um, un, um, unexplained things <laughs> also happen there, and once again involves the guard. What what happened? Well, can you give me one of those stories? Sure. Like- um, our old office of my company, the old office, of my, the old building of my company now, used to have a tree inside because you know they thought that was a good idea. They had an old dead tree inside the building. It was dead. Yeah, but it was painted, so it looked nice. No, okay, sure. <laughs> All right. And um, I don't know if this was a holiday or it was a weekend, but the guard was the only one there. He's still our guard today. Huh. <laughs> and um, one of the employees came in and, you know, nothing. there's nothing unusual there because um, advertising people always come in, even on um, weekends and holidays. So, you know, he let her in and turned the lights on so she could go upstairs to her desk. And then he went back to whatever he was doing. Mm -hmm. Later in the day, later in the morning, um, the executive creative director um, arrived in the office. And he said, uh, you know, sorry to bother you. It's got to get something from upstairs. Mm. Why the lights on? Mm. And the guard says that, oh, and don't see mom so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Is upstairs. And then the executive creative director is like, wait, no, she's not. She's she's not even in the country. She's on holiday. And the guard's like, no, I let her in this morning. <laughs> and he's like, no, I don't know who you let in, but she's not here. So they went upstairs to check. And lo and behold, there was nobody there. But the guard like knew who it was. He recognized her. Recognized her mm-hmm. as one of the people yep. from your office. Yep. Uh, presumably had a conversation like, hi, good morning, mm-hmm. good evening. Yep. 
can I do anything for you? I'll bring you upstairs and mm-hmm. like the little chit chat. Yep. And uh, he even signed her in and everything. But when they got up there, there was nobody there. I really think these guys should get some form of hazard pay. <laughs> like, cause you just never know. Maybe that'll be a fun thing to do. We just make an anthology called guard stories. That, that sounds like another podcast. Could be, or a sub podcast in this podcast. Or a Who web knows? series. Hmm. <laughs> You're being you're you are from the ad industry. <laughs> yeah, much to my um I don't want to say regret, but yeah, that's just the way it goes. It's just the way it goes. Well, aside from that, I mean, do you have any particular memory or has anything happened to you recently in the same vein? Well, again, this one wasn't me per se. Um this this one wasn't me. Um this was a family friend of ours mm-hmm. who recently passed. Mm. Um, that family friend, they have, um, is a friend of my mom and they had a common friend who had her third eye open also and would, would see things every now and then. And one time she had a dream where she was told that somebody from that family was going to pass away. Okay. And so when she woke up, she went to the family and she told them, Hey, you guys, um, and she couldn't see the face of who it was, but it was somebody with short hair. And she said, get your brother checked. Right. Because, you know, he was kind of a big guy and probably at some sort of risk. Maybe it was mm. a heart attack or mm. a stroke or something like that. So they did. They checked him out. He, got, he, he went through the physical and everything. And he was fine. He was completely mm-hmm. fine. And shortly after that, their sister had a stroke. Did she have short hair? I'm, I'm, you got my punchline, but yeah. Okay, but, sorry. But she'd always had long hair. She'd only cut it recently. And the right. third eye friend had no idea. Otherwise, she would have warned her. That's why she said, get your brother checked. Right. So the brother was the only one who got like checked and mm-hmm. everything came yes. back fine. Yes. And I presume that she didn't like explain the whole backstory. She was just like, get your brother checked. No, she said that I had a dream and all that stuff. She told them. She was very open about it. Mm. And because they all, they all knew that she had this third eye. Mm. Jeez. She felt so bad. But it wasn't her fault. Yeah, but I But like, I guess but, you when know, you feel like you could have helped d- avoid something. Yeah, absolutely. Harsh. Yeah. Pretty harsh. Really. As for my own personal encounters with the supernatural, there is there is one. And <laughs> it actually involves the host of one of the other shows that's produced by this podcast network. That's produced <laughs> by Big Baby Studios. Thank you for the shout out. <laughs> okay. So um, there was this one time where I had to go meet Carl de Mesa of Kill the Lights, TM. TM. <laughs> I had to meet... Carlos de Mesa of Kill the Lights. And he, this is a time when he, was still, he wasn't married yet. He was living in Novaliches. Right. Far. Okay. I was supposed to meet him in SM North around sometime in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Long story short, I couldn't make it by the specified time. Mm-hmm. And he was pissed. He was pissed off because mm-hmm. he wasn't feeling well. But mm-hmm. he was going to meet up with me anyway in a crowded place. Mm-hmm. And... He'd made the time. He'd gotten out of bed. Mm. And he went out. And I didn't show up. 
right? <laughs> right. I mean, I was texting him the whole time. I'm like, I'm still in Makati. I'm on my way. Don't worry about it. I just mm. gotta do this one more thing in Marikina before I can go there. So that, <laughs> that's not an easy drive. No. Okay. Even back then, that was not an easy drive. And at some point, he just stopped replying. He was just so annoyed. He went home. Understandably. Right. And I figured, okay, yeah, he's pissed. He's not answering. He's not picking up. Mm. But I really needed to get something from him. So I, I looked up, um, I had a copy of his ID from something that we did. Mm. And I looked at the address there and I just hoped that he was still living there. Right. Because it said, huh, it says Novaliches. What are the odds that he would have moved house? Okay, I'm just going to go to this address. Right. And I'd never been to Novaliches before. So I got there. I drove there. I must have asked like two jeepneys and a tricycle how to find this place. And I assume this was like pre-Waze era. Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I don't. I, I had. I didn't know anything. I didn't even have MapQuest on me. So. MapQuest. Yeah, I haven't heard that in a while. I've never used that. Let's not talk about it then. I've used physical maps. MapQuest was essentially Waze or Google Maps, but you print it. You print it and all the instructions are there. Turn right at this. Turn left here. Go straight for X number of blocks. It prints it out like a list. Great. <laughs> and then, yeah, there's a little graphic of a map. That, that point A and point B. But anyways, so I had nothing, okay? Yeah. So finally, I get to his house. It's around 8 in the evening already. It's dark. It's starting to rain. I'm exhausted. Mm. And so I ring the doorbell. So it's eight in the evening, pretty early. Yeah, but it, mean, was, it was dark. I mean, it's it was dark. Okay, all right. <laughs> it was dark and it was starting to rain. And so I rang the bell, but I think it was busted or something. I couldn't hear anything from the inside of the house. The mm-hmm. house was dark. I was outside the gate. Um, it was one of those things where um, you can't see through the gate. I mean, it was like one of those big flat things. Mm. It wasn't like bars that you can see yeah. through. Like a solid metal gate. Or Absolutely. Something. So... So I could just see like the top, over the top of the gate. I could see the second floor of the house and it was all dark. Mm-hmm. So I'm ringing the bell and I'm like, Carl, come on, let me in. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> just open the door. <laughs> it's starting to rain. Right. And nothing. And so I started knocking on the gate. I was banging on the, on the metal. I mean, it's 8 o'clock. People are still awake, presumably. That's what I thought. Yeah. I mean, it's reasonable to assume. Mm. And... um. Okay, so he's not answering. So I got back in the car because it was starting to rain. Mm. So I tried texting him. I tried calling him. He still wasn't picking up. Mm. And at some point, the rain kind of died down. Mm. So I got out of the car and I started knocking again. I started knocking on on the metal. And nothing. And then um, finally, I heard someone behind the gate and their houseboy, his houseboy, um, approach the gate. I could see like the top of his head over the gate. And I said, oh, thank God. Okay, hi. Um, I'm Carl's friend. I'm here. Uh, I was supposed to meet him earlier. Could you just wake him up? I just need to talk to him for like 10 minutes. So when you say that you see the top of his head, it's like the top of his head, like the hair part, just kind of grazing the top part where you could see through or like it's like a head was there looking at you um just like the top half of his head like above the eye line right because it was it was dark sure so i just saw like the top of this guy's head and and the guy wasn't saying anything right. I mean, like i was over explaining the way i do <laughs> and um he wasn't he wasn't saying anything but eventually he left mm-hmm. i'm like okay finally carl's gonna come out mm. but he didn't come out for like another 15 minutes mm. so i'm like 
the hell was up with that guy? Mm-hmm. Or, you know. So Carl finally comes out. I'm like, oh, thank God. Okay, I've been here for I don't know how long. And I think your doorbell's busted. But, you know, at least your houseboy heard me banging on the gate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, thank you to him for waking you up. But and it then, took him long enough. It, yeah, it just took him forever. And Carl's like, we don't have a houseboy. I was <laughs> like, wait, what? And then he's like, what did you see? <laughs> Carl asks me. Because uh-huh. Carl has experience with the supernatural. Yes, he does. So he's like, what did you see? So I was like, yeah, I, I told him the whole story. I told him I was ringing the bell. I was banging on the gate. Nobody was coming. And then finally your houseboy showed himself. He's like, yeah, but what did you see? I'm sorry, I, th- I saw the top of his head from behind the gate. Come on. And Carl's like, dude, my gate's like six, seven feet high. How tall do you think this houseboy would have to be? <laughs> that's that's really stressful. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and so, like, what happened? Like, did he have an explanation for this? Like, okay, is he used to this? Apparently, they have something. Um, they have an. He said it was m- the closest analogy. Not even tikbalang. It was like they have an elemental on the property. All right, because they have an old tree. All right. And um, he said that this entity would show itself every now and then when it's curious. Just like all these other ghosts that, <laughs> in all my offices. This one was just curious apparently and just wanted to know what I was about. So who? It's like it was like a who's this dude standing out of my gate yes. freaking out banging in, on the door in the situation. middle of the night. <laughs> like what, do you, what is this? So it was, it was something like that. Yep, pretty much. And then Carl said that just to be on the safe side, just in case I was on the wrong side of this entity, in case he didn't like <laughs> what the mojo or the negativity that I brought to his house. Okay. This is what you got to do. You go straight home. You don't look in any mirrors. You take a bath with water with salt mixed in it. All right. Okay. Just take a bath with salt water and don't look in any mirrors until you do. Okay, sure. So that makes for an interesting drive home with no mirrors. I know. And the worst part is I had one more stop. I had to go back to Makati first. Okay. I <laughs> and I was scared out of my mind. I swear. And I, I, I will swear this on a stack of Bibles. Somehow, um, somehow, eight years ago, I was able to make the drive from Novaliches all the way to Greenbelt in 27 minutes. Without looking at any mirrors. Without looking at any mirrors. I was just that scared. It was also highly unsafe because I couldn't tell what was behind me or my side. But I refused to look at any mirrors. And then I get to Makati and I get in the elevator because I need to go see my tita. That's my last stop of the day. And as soon as I step in the elevator, I realized that three of the walls are made of mirrors. And I wanted to scream. So I'm just looking at my feet the whole fucking time on the way up the That's elevator. So stressful. <laughs> like, oh, I just want this day to end. Right. Okay. So you you eventually get home. Eventually I got home. I got home to Pasig. Again, driving incredibly unsafely. <laughs> because I didn't want to look if there was anything with me in the car. I right. didn't want to look in the mirror. I didn't even want to know if there was anybody in the lanes that I would be shifting to. I just drove all the <laughs> way so home unsafe. without looking in a mirror. Ran in, got some salt, got a bucket of water, <laughs> and I bathed. Believe me, I cleansed myself of all the supernatural <laughs> using the salt and the power of salt and water. Okay. And a lot of bacteria, <laughs> I'm sure. 
And um, yeah, somehow I was able to go to sleep with the lights out somehow um, wow. later on. It was only a couple of days later that I found out from Carl that he really was very, very upset with me for not making our date. And he was even more annoyed at having been awakened in the middle of the night <laughs> when he was completely under the weather. And that his house really did have an elemental that was curious and um, had a tendency to check out new people to see what they were about. But the kicker was, he said that as far as the salt and the water would go towards keeping me safe and protected and, you know, absolved of all supernatural responsibility, basically he made that part up just to get back <laughs> at me. So you, you took a bath with salt and water for yes, nothing. I I'm sure it was good for my skin. I'm sure you had really nice soft skin afterwards anyway. I wanted to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to kill Carl so bad. Well, I'm sure you'll see each other soon. And he's going to be in one of my upcoming episodes. I'll make sure to mention it. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me tonight, Misha. Is there anything you would like to share with the good and awesome people of the internet? What are you up to these days? What's happening? What's going on? Um, a little bit of a spoiler alert for anyone I work with, <laughs> <laughs> because long story short, I am ending five happy years at my advertising agency. Are you? I'm heading out with a clean slate. And um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I am looking forward to doing more projects like this. I'm going to give more attention to Three Point Landing. I'm going to hopefully explore other opportunities. And at the same time, I'm, I've been helping out and I will be helping out more at Comic Odyssey. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm, people tell you to chase your passions. It just took me this long to realize that maybe there was something to it. We just opened a new store in Eastwood Mall. So stop by there. And um, yeah, let, let's see where our passions take us. That's awesome. Basically. I'm really happy for you. Thank you. Anyway, this has been Grimcast Manila. Thanks so much for joining us, Misha. Everybody else, have a spooky night. This has been Grimcast Manila. For updates and new episodes, follow us on facebook.com slash grimcastmanila. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, as well as stream episodes on YouTube. Grimcast Manila is produced, recorded, and distributed by Big Baby Studios. <laughs>